it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. The following is a public service announcement. Election day is near. Go to the polls and vote. Vote for the Kennedy of your choice, but vote. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, and uh, we got a good one today. It's Friday. Thank God it's Friday, and we're uh, headed into the weekend. We always like to start the weekend off a little early with music. Historically, we've had live music, which is we're not really able to do because of, well, you know, COVID. And uh, but we are going to we are going to focus on music in a segment that we're calling uh, Bandemic. And every Friday during the 11 o'clock hour, we'll try and talk to different, usually area musicians, although we are going to reach out to L.A. next week, but um, to talk about how musical performers and artists, singers, songwriters, musicians, etc., are uh, coping with pandemic. How are they keeping their music going? How are they getting their music to their fans and listeners are they doing it online are they starting to get out and do performances are they spending more time in the studio we'll talk about all those things and we'll get a chance to hear some new music i'm sure along the way as will be the case today coming up in the uh, third half of our three-hour tour Uh, in the segment called Bandemic, we're going to be featuring, uh, he's been on the show before, Raphael Banks is going to be joining me. We're going to hear some new music from Raphael, and we're going to talk about uh, his his uh, brother's new jazz club in Flint, and we're going to talk about what uh, Raphael's been doing. Has he been out gigging with some of the bands that he plays with? Um, certainly he's had some recording projects going, and we'll talk about that and what's going on with that. Uh, coming up before that, in fact, uh, coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we're going to be talking with a couple of people who have been involved. Uh, uh, one is uh, a doctor from the American Heart Association. 
the other is a nutritionist with Kellogg's Cereal. And they've teamed up to uh, support some initiatives to try and encourage healthier food. Not just by consumers, but by manufacturers as well. And we're going to talk about that effort. And then uh, in the second hour, we're going to talk uh, with an author. He's a first-time author. Um, he is uh, originally from Durban, South Africa. David Albertine, I think is how you pronounce his name, immigrated to Canada with his family when he was 10. Uh, since 2005, he's been a competitive test uh, Test, tennis player and coach. He's a graduate of uh, Queen's University and the Humber School for Writers. He lives in Toronto and his uh, book, Undercard, um, is a uh, novel set in the world of boxing. The book is called Undercard and we're going to talk about uh, what, what made him tackle boxing as a tennis player in his first novel. That'll be coming up in the second hour of our three-hour tour. Now one thing I did want to talk about, this uh, this just came to my attention here within the last few days and I've been meaning to uh, bring it up, but before I before I get into this, let me, uh, we started out with that funny uh, little PSA about, uh, about voting. Um, in fact, we could hear it again, probably. Let's take a look. Yep. Here we go. The following is a public service announcement. Election day is near. Go to the polls and vote. Vote for the Kennedy of your choice, but vote. That's actually from Vaughn Nieder from the album First Family making fun of the Kennedy family, and uh, that's, that's a funny little riff, but um, the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm, I, I'm a little hoarse this week, so forgive me if my voice sounds a little off today, but I wanted to uh, bring that up, and I probably will the next, uh, uh, next Monday, and again Tuesday, because Tuesday is election day, uh, it is the uh, primary election, and it's a lot of people are voting by mail and I'm I'm bringing it up as a reminder if you have a ballot that you received by mail and you've not returned it be sure and get that back right away if you can get it the mail today all the better um, but if you're uh, planning to vote in person it's Tuesday and make sure that you do vote and you can find out what polls are open and uh, what what your different options are for voting during coronavirus, what the, the different rules and restrictions might be at various polling places, by contacting your local city or uh, township clerk. And they can give you all the particulars. You might be able to do it online, or you can probably call their offices. But in any event, don't let the, uh, don't let the virus keep you from voting. So anyway. There's that. Now, on to the thing I was going to bring up the last couple of days, and I just didn't get to it. A new study shows um, coronavirus is leading to an unprecedented number of scams, and Michigan is the number 13 most targeted state. Um, as of July 15th, Michigan residents filed 2,736 fraud complaints 
to the FTC. This marks a 117% increase since the WHO, the World Health Organization, declared a pandemic in March when 1,261 complaints were filed. This has resulted in $2.66 million in losses or $248 per victim in the state. Um, let's see, here are some of the uh, some of the common online uh, well, let's see. Let's let's go down here. Um, nationally, the FTC has registered 144,727 reports of fraud costing vic victims $93 million, a median loss of $263 per person. Online shopping ranks number one for most complaints nationally, racking up 22,000 well over 22,000 reports, and the government reported a barrage of activity around stimulus checks. With online shopping surging and a second round of stimulus checks uh, possibly coming soon, here are some of the most, uh, most common scams. Uh, there are four uh, common scams. One, of course, is the price gouging scam. We all know about that one. Uh, Retailers are marking up essential items such as toilet paper and hand sanitizer. And um, this is particularly egregious with a record unemployment as people simply cannot afford to pay $30 for toilet paper. Price gouging law varies by state, but on average it is illegal to mark a product up 10% or more during a declared emergency. Um, Amazon has had to remove half a million items for sale on its website due to price gouging and has suspended 6,000 accounts. If you uh, suspect you are a victim of price gouging, report it to the Department of Justice. Currently the market is uh, stocked uh, back up at normal prices for essential items and it is a good idea to plan ahead for a second or third wave of the virus. Um, let's see, the, the second area where uh, people are getting scammed is uh, undelivered goods. And that simply is, um, you know, thousands of websites are offering essential products including masks and gloves. They take your payment and financial information and then never send you the product. Um, purchase products from big companies that you trust is one way to avoid it. Um, if it is a smaller company, do research by Googling them to see reviews and if any complaints have been filed. Uh, a third area um, is the uh, shipping time limit. Because of this scam, sellers are obliged by law to either give you an estimated shipping date or to ship your products out to you within 30 days. There is an exception for customers who opened a credit card account in order to purchase a product which gives sellers a 50-day window to ship your product. If there is a delay in the expected shipping date, the company you purchased the product from must notify you. And then finally, there's a free grocery scam. Uh, scammers are texting their victims telling them that they just won free groceries from Costco at a $130 value. All customers need to do is 
give scammers their personal information and they will supposedly get free Costco uh, groceries at their doorstep. And this is an easy one to avoid. Just don't get suckered by it. There are currently no national grocery chains offering free groceries. Do not give your personal information. Now there's some other uh, uh, scams that are related to the um, how oh, do you call it? The uh, stimulus checks. But uh, I don't think we've got time to get into all of those. The best thing to do is just be careful. We're doing a lot more shopping online, a lot more uh, having things shipped to our homes as opposed to going out to familiar and trusted places and uh, picking things up in person. Anyway, we'll be back in just a few minutes with um, our first guest. Hey there, I'm Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Might surprise you to be hearing from me, some smoke show Midwestern governor nobody heard about till a couple weeks ago. But governors are kind of having a moment right now. And while other govs get cool nicknames like Daddy Cuomo and Gavin Choke Me King Newsome, Trump refers to me as that woman from Michigan. But I'm not offended because I am proud to be from Michigan. And that woman is also what Trump calls his wife. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. And yeah, yeah, I'm nursing all the bats because even though most frickin' governors are laying down restrictions because of the virus, mine are somehow too far. Now, you may have heard about the protesters that gathered in the streets of our capital for Ted Nugent cosplay last week. Look, people, it's live free or die, not live free and die. And Trump advisor Stephen Moore is comparing these protesters to Rosa Parks. Yeah, if Rosa Parks was fighting for her right to get hit by a bus. Sorry, that's a little bad talking. But... I support all Americans and Michiganders' freedom of speech. So if you got a protest, here are some tips on how to do it safely. Number one, stay home. I promise you can call me a bitch from the safety of your couch. It's called Twitter. So if you must head outside, maintain proper social distancing. That means six feet apart at all times. So if the tip of your AK-47 can touch the tip of your buddy's AK, back up. And please... Wear face masks, but not a joker mask, and, and not a clown mask, and abs absolutely no masks that come with the hood. Now, like you, I have heard the rumors that I'm on the short list to be Joe Biden's vice president, the VP's VP, because if it's going to be a woman, it might as well be that woman. But my sole priority is my home state, because we're not out of the woods. We never will be. We live in Michigan. And to anyone that stands in the way of the health and safety of my constituents, I'll remind you, the Michigan is a mitten, right? And this, this is where I live. Oh, dang it, they're throwing dog crap at my door. Knock it off! I'll throw it back! I did it last time, too! You know I will! Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-Double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. Can the lady of the house, please? Where's she? You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky. Soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, early gate rock. All dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes. The king inside. A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in checker money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residence, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftland.technology. 
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guests this hour are looking into the importance of creating a healthier food system. Um, They are the uh, Chief Medical Officer for Prevention from the American Heart Association, Dr. Eduardo Sanchez, and Kellogg Senior Wellbeing and Regulatory Lead, Melanie Hall. And Dr. Melanie, welcome to the show. Thank you, um, Melanie. Let me let me start with you first. Um, is this when you say Kellogg? Um, which Kellogg is this? Is this the Kellogg Foundation? Uh, no, it's the Kellogg Company. I'm a dietitian, and we have an entire team uh, that focuses on opportunities to partner with other organizations like the American Heart Association. That should have been my first guess, Melanie, because I live in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Dr. Sanchez, um, what is the American Heart Association's interest in... Uh, in in healthy foods? Well, first of all, healthy eating equals a healthy heart equals a healthy long life. Uh, But maybe more than that, the American Heart Association believes that food and nutrition is a basic human right. Um, And we believe that changing our food supply and working with partners in the food system is critical to achieving health equity, that is the chance that we can all be heart healthy, and reducing the disparities that exist in our country related to health, but in this instance related to um, food. Um, So we've created the Foodscape Innovation Awards, where we want to recognize the positive voluntary changes that organizations like the Kellogg Company are um, making happen to break down the barriers to healthy eating. We want to work with um, the food industry to transform the food system and the food supply with better nutritional quality and increased availability of healthier options. We believe everyone deserves the chance for their longest, healthiest life. You know, I can't I can't think of a time in, in history... Um Melanie and and uh, and and Dr. Sanchez, uh, when we as 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 just regular uh, uh, consumers have become more aware of the food distribution system, from where it's grown to where it's processed to how it's shipped to how it's stacked on the shelves, than during this uh, COVID crisis, uh, has the COVID crisis. Um, made things even more complicated in in a system that already had some holes in it with uh, with regard to certain at-risk communities where we have this this thing known as food deserts mm-hmm. uh, COVID definitely has sh- uh, shown a light on where there are gaps in, in, in a variety of aspects of, of, of the American life uh, when you think about households that are dealing with hunger before covid uh one in seven kids lived in a, a lived in hunger 
Uh, and now it's estimated about one in four children probably lives in hunger. It's about 18 million kids uh, that could be facing hunger this year because of the pandemic. Yeah, so let me let me add that um, uh, just as Melanie is saying, and, and, and for the record, uh, call me Eduardo while you're calling uh, Melanie Hall Melanie. That just makes it fair. Um, um, we've, we, like so many things, what COVID-19 has done is that it has, um, uh, as Melanie is saying, shown a light. Um, and so children who, for example, were getting a regular lunch for sure, sometimes breakfast and lunch at school, um, and no longer have access, has made us realize that um, if that and when that system is disrupted, um, we've got to um, find new solutions. The other is that as people have lost their jobs, um, their uh, ability to buy food regularly and reliably has become um, a little bit less reliable. Uh, so the good news is that um, food industry, um, food banks, food pantries, and many others have come together to try to figure out solutions. Part of the work that um, we can collectively do in a show like this does is um, can is direct people to where uh, things are working and where um, we can make some changes. In addition, as we go forward, we can learn about these gaps that have been exposed and these weaknesses exposed by COVID-19 and work really, really hard uh, to make sure that those kinds of gaps don't create problems in the future for others. Um, Eduardo and and Melanie, I, whoever wants to weigh in on this, um, are food banks um, shouldering the large responsibility uh, in the wake of food programs like um, like public school uh, meal programs? Well, there's definitely been a variety of programs that have actually sprung up in order to help bear the weight. So, yes, food banks have definitely uh, picked up a lot of that. Uh, we were just talking about school lunches, and so there's a, a new program called PEBT, actually, uh, that was launched within the last month that is getting funds to families that with, participated um, in food. The food industry, um, food banks in many communities are just these awesome distribution channels to address food insecurity. And so those that may um, be able to partner with them can make sure that the supply of food is getting to where it needs to get. But, you know, there, there are others who have stepped up, um, but food banks, I'd say, have, you know, A, they, they, are, the, they are the go-to, and they have, they have absolutely stepped up in most communities. Melanie, what do you think? Oh, I definitely think they were um, that they are they're stepping up and um, uh, filling in a lot of the gap. And and again, we're seeing those new programs that are helping get funds to households so that uh, they can um, um, have more support in being able to buy the foods that they need. You know, I'm I'm curious because I, I've uh, had several guests uh, uh, over the last few years that have talked about. Um, food deserts and the accessibility mm -hmm. of food in certain uh, 
urban areas where grocery stores just don't find it profitable to operate and and some of the people living in those neighborhoods don't have transportation can't drive across town or over to the next town to uh, go to the grocery store how how much of it is about availability and how much of it is about money mm. Um, it's definitely a balance of both. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, the Women, Infants, and Children program, also known as WIC, uh, does in order to address this is that um, they work with grocery stores in order to make sure that there are specific foods that provide the nutrition that uh, women, infants, and children need. Uh, so what's very interesting is if you're in a food desert, maybe you, you only have one very small grocery store, but if they're working with the food, with the WIC program, you are, they are going to have certain specific foods that are going to help fill in some nutrition gaps. Uh, in a situation where someone really is uh, a, a distance from a store, yes, that is definitely a problem because now we're looking at transportation issues and things of that nature. Uh, due to COVID, we have seen some transition. So, for example, the SNAP program, uh, formerly known as food stamps, you can now use those um, uh, benefits online uh, and, and have access to delivery, which can help with the transportation issues. The WIC program isn't there yet, but they're working towards it. Uh, and, and that's definitely a recognition of how do we help with the transportation issue on top of the lack of money. Yeah, that's a, that's a concern because in a lot of neighborhoods uh, in in urban settings, the only access to food is often a neighborhood convenience store, and people are literally mm-hmm. living on chips and beer. Yeah, this is yes, um, so that is, you know, that's absolutely the case. Um, the American Heart Association in past years has um, promoted um, a program called the Corner Store, Corner Store Program, which works with those convenience stores um, to make available at least um, a, a, a small supply of fresh fruits and vegetables and other healthier options. And in, 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 in some neighborhoods, I wouldn't say enough, um, uh, those Corner Store programs are providing some access, but, you know, it'd be, I, I, I wouldn't be taking full advantage of this opportunity to say um, the American Heart Association's Foodscape Innovation Awards are precisely about trying to um, find those, uh, those fantastic solutions um, and then um, make them, um, you know, shine a light on them. So, um, you know, the next WIC Shopper app uh, is what we're looking for that may be finding that clever solution to um, the challenge of unaffordability and inaccessibility for too many Americans. How did how did this uh, collaboration get started between the uh, Heart Association and Kellogg? Well, this uh, it started with the program, uh, the the awards uh, that we were speaking about, and mm-hmm. and really we heard about the award and, and decided to submit the collaboration that uh, Kellogg had with JPMA Inc. and they're the the software developer that had created the Wix Shopper mobile app, and the app is really a tool to help people who participate in the Wix program just have an easier time of it, help them uh, shop, help them find new ways to use Wix foods find information they need in order to navigate the program. Uh, I, I do a lot of work with uh, 
programs and, and um, businesses like JPMA that work in the WIC program space. And so I reached out and said, you know, how can we make the app better? How can we uh, help? Because there are a number of WIC foods that, that weren't being used. They weren't being picked up. And so we looked at the program, we looked at the app, and said, you know, we can improve people's use of the app by uh, sending out some end-of-the-month alerts saying, hey, you know, you've still got some unused WIC foods in, in your balance. And, and also really curating um, their recipe library to show just new exciting ways to use WIC foods so that when they got the alert that, let's say, they hadn't used all of their beans or they hadn't used all of their, their, their high iron cereal, here are some recipes on different ways you can use those foods to help ensure that they'll um, pick them up because, as, as we dietitians like to say, it's not nutrition until you eat it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> this program is put in place. These foods were were specifically selected because they each have a nutrient that women, infants, and children have. And so we worked with JPMA to really just help them uh, market the app in, in a way that made it uh, more engaging and help families eat more of these foods. And we definitely saw that after we launched the updated app, people were u- eating more whole grains. They were eating more of, of the beans provided on the, on, on the uh, program. And so we were really happy with the results. You know, it's it's kind of interesting to see this uh, um, this this matchup of the American Heart Association and, and Kellogg, um, because I grew up in a time when health organizations like the Heart Association were kind of down on the cereal industry. Um, has that obviously changed? Well, I well, can tell you. you, I, you oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, I'll just speak to the American Heart Association. Uh, we um, have very much uh, we focused our attention on what's possible and um, how do we get there. And, um, you know, partnering with the food industry is the only way we're going to get to um, healthy, affordable, accessible food for many, many more people. Um, uh, uh, food industry, government, the WIC program is a, a, a USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture program, and then organizations like ours. And what we're trying to do is bring the best of the best. Um, so we bring science. The food industry brings science. They do a lot of nutrition science. Um, the food industry brings their understanding of how the system works, distribution channels, supply chains, and then government brings the role that it plays as serving sometimes as of a safety net provider. And that combination, we believe, um, will help us achieve a different um, food ecosystem, a different foodscape environment, um, where rather than um, castigating, uh, we find the places where there's common ground, common interest, um, and move in that direction. And and Melanie, I don't I want you to think I was, I, I don't want you to think I was throwing Kellogg under the, under the bus there um oh, no, no, no. no i um because i wanted to to give you an opportunity to weigh in on how uh mm-hmm. kellogg and other cereal companies are stepping up not only to the need for better quality products but also an increasing demand by consumers for for um healthier products mm-hmm. 
absolutely. And I can say I have an interesting point of view in having worked on, on both sides. So prior to working at Kellogg, I worked in SNAP. I worked in public health. And I remember when I was in that position and I was working to try and, uh, you know, help people understand better ways of eating, there would often be barriers, a lack of information, uh, you know, oftentimes in what people wanted, what was trendy, marketing, things of that nature, food systems. I worked a lot in greening food deserts. And whenever we hit those barriers, I would literally think to myself, you know what, someone in public industry has this information, and it would not hurt them to share it. We just need to find those people. And so now that I work in public uh, or in private industry, um, that's what I strive to do. So most of my work with Kellogg's has been uh, supporting uh, groups that work with the WIC program and providing those insights. And I would say uh, the work we did with the WIC Shopper app is exactly that, reaching out to this program saying, you know, this is, this is how it could be done better. These are the type of things that people are looking for in an app. This is an experience they're looking for. Here are things to think about so that they'll engage more with this app and therefore uh, engage more with the program, eat more foods, get the information they need to participate. So I, I think, uh, you know, as you mentioned, there is more demand, which makes it easier for industry to really um, understand what people are looking for. And we always serve the desires of, of uh, uh, look for ways to serve the desires of the customers and what they're asking for. Um, but also getting to this point uh, where we can look towards uh, public health and public health can look towards us and we can figure out what are those win-win-win scenarios where we just all get together and, and find out, again, what is going to serve uh, the consumers that, that both public and private industry are, 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 are trying to uh, serve. And one of the things that, that I'm concerned about, it's, it's wonderful technology is making a lot of information available to those who have the technology to search for it. But how do you get people to know um, what is and isn't healthy to create a demand for, for healthier foods and the availability of healthier foods. Well, this is a well, garden. You're right. Go ahead. Um, you know, I keep cutting you off, Melanie, and that's just not right. No, it's okay. So I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead. And... Okay, we'll start with Melanie. Going to say, yeah, I was simply going to say that you're right. There is a lot of information out there, and sometimes that is part of the problem. There are some uh, surveys and work that we did where, you know, consumers were saying it wasn't so much that they couldn't find information, they were unsure. Uh, they doubted the choices they were making, which was actually something I, I, I found discouraging uh, because in that situation, some people could be making good choices. They just There was just so much information going back and forth, they still doubted it. Uh, and so, you know, what we try and do is, you know, again, through partnerships, um, do our best to cut through the clutter, clutter um, and, you know, be very clear and transparent. Uh, you know, as you uh, mentioned at the beginning of the call, people are curious about where their food comes from, where it's grown, things of that nature. And we have a lot of tools, uh, our open for breakfast site and things like that that just for us personally as a company, um, you know, we try and get the information that, people want and what they're asking about specifically for our food. In the broader sense, uh, we work with partners like American Heart Association, like uh, the National Wick Association, and say, you know, what help do you need in getting the word out? How can we amplify your messages? 
um, uh, like the example with the Wix Shopper app? Is there any assistance we can provide so that you can just function in a more efficient way? So those are some ways we try and uh, help make sure that the information getting out there is all on the same page uh, and uh, that we're not creating misinformation or confusion. And I'll, I'll just add that, um, you know, we at the American Heart Association have moved our recommendations about healthy eating from a focus on micronutrients, vitamins, and protein, uh, uh, protein amounts to being about eating a healthy dietary pattern of food. Uh, and so we talk about eating more fruits and vegetables. We talk about eating whole grains. We talk about less fats, less sugar, less salt. Uh, we talk about lean proteins and actually have begun emphasizing even more vegetable protein. That's easier to understand. Um, and then through our Healthy for Good program and through our um, partnerships with community-based organizations, in addition to industry, those simple messages, simpler messages, let me be clear, turn into people having, um, to Melanie's point, more confidence that what they are grabbing to eat um, is healthier than they, it's healthy for them. So we, the, the science and the messaging has gotten simpler, um, or the translation of the science into the messages has gotten simpler, and it is about eating in a healthy way as opposed to a focus on certain kinds of foods and counting the number of calories and counting the number of vitamins, et cetera, et cetera. Simpler makes it easier. And then we're also working within, um, um, within programs like WIC, within programs like um, schools, um, even with um, employers um, to take those dietary recommendations and translate them into, um, in the school example, the food that is served to students, and in the workplace, the kinds of food that are available in the workplace, particularly those places that um, have cafeterias um, and or even vending machines. More about creating a healthier food system from Melanie Hall from Kellogg's and Dr. Eduardo Sanchez from the American Heart Association, straight ahead. Hey, on behalf of the on the check. Hey, we want to present these buffs to our governor. Hey, Grinch. Throw the buffs on her face, because that's Big Grinch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Grinch. You can find her in the print under Big Grinch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Grinch. Throw the buffs on her face, because that's Big Grinch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Grinch. At all. You can find her in the print under Big Grinch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Grinch. Come on. Big Grinch and this bitch playing no roles. Excuse all the cussing. That's just how I get my flow on. If you want to lead the state, you can stay gone. But right now, Big Grinch said stay home. All that protesting was irrelevant. Big Grinch ain't trying to hear y'all or the president. How we going to take orders from a non-resident? Talking about it safe, but he ain't coming with the evidence. Big Grinch got him shook now. When it's all over, you invited to the cookout. When it's all over, you deserve to get took out. Big Grinch with the bucks on on the lookout. Uh. And she doing it for Michigan, so when she hit the stand, everybody should be listening. She on their pair of bucks with the ice and them glistening. On behalf of the whole Detroit, Michigan. 
Throw them buffs on her face. Cause that's Big Grace. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Grace. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Grace. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Grace. Big Throw them buffs on her face. Cause that's Big Grace. We ain't even about to stress. We got Big Grace. At all. You can find her in the press. Under Big Grace. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Grace. Big Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. 
To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, 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 take it away. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More about creating a healthier food system from Melanie Hall from Kellogg's and Dr. Eduardo Sanchez from the American Heart Association straight ahead. And and, uh, Eduardo, I'm just curious, and this is sort of parenthetical to our discussion, but I've been hearing about uh, plant-based meat substitutes. Um, Are those catching on? Is Is that something you encourage? Those are probably catching on. Um, I think that uh, rather than say that we encourage, what, what we encourage is um, lean protein and, um, and a healthy dose of, of the plant proteins. They have, they, they have some health effects. Um, you know, the, the substitute meats um, can, can, can be packed with other things, um, and I think that back to the idea of a healthy eating pattern, um, including them in your diet, um, probably not a bad thing. Um, um, exclusively making them monopolize your diet, um, probably not a good thing. Uh, so um, I would say that uh, they, are, uh, they are a nice addition um, for people who uh, really want to eat a burger but uh, don't want to eat animal protein. But like so many other things, uh, um, focusing more on the fruits and vegetables as, um, and whole grains as sort of the center of a diet and um, the other things as um, peripheral to the diet is probably the approach that I would recommend. Melanie, you and you've got a lot of, Yeah, and you've got a lot of choices in that space, actually. You've got the more veggie-forward, as we call it, um, meat alternatives, and those would be things like the traditional, um, uh, you know, veggie burgers and things of that nature. We, we have a whole, um, uh, we provide um, uh, uh, a whole category of, of uh, vegetarian food, so, so we're very familiar with it. Um, so you'd have the veggie forward um, options, and then you have, I think, what you were referring to, Tom, the more recent meat-like versions, which, um, you know, those definitely, I think if there are concerns about uh, anything else in there, you know, uh, this goes back to transparency. Um, people can check, people can look and see, um, you know, what else is in the food because uh, there are a variety out there. I, I've heard people say, you know, oh, it has uh, just as much fat as, as, as meat. Uh, there are one or two out there where that's the case, but there are definitely some that are not. Um, we, we recently launched uh, Incognito, and uh, we took our time trying to figure out what are those things that other burgers were not providing people, and one of the issues other people had was, you know, if it has as much saturated fat as beef, why am I eating it? So that's something that we definitely took care of. So 
I just encourage people who are concerned about that, you know, go ahead and inform yourself. You know, uh, read the labels uh, and, you know, kind of make your decision as far as, as what, what um, uh, types of foods you want to try out. Uh, but again, you'd have uh, those, those uh, you know, light meat options. You also have the veggie forward options. And so those would be things like, you know, Garden Burger, Morningstar Farms. And, you know, we just encourage people eat more plants, period. <laughs> and, and, you know, and when you swap out something else uh, for beef, fat, or, or chicken, or, or pork, whatever it is, every now and then, I'm not saying you have to go vegan, but if you just add more plants to your diet, uh, that is definitely a good choice for anybody. Yeah, I, I always hey, I, I wrestle with that because uh, being a Midwesterner, I, I don't feel like I'm really eating a meal unless there are meat and potatoes. <laughs> oh, I so totally you understand can that. Have meat, you can always have meat and potatoes. It's just mm-hmm. that meat and potatoes don't need to be 90% of what's on a plate. It can be exactly. 5% of what's on the plate. And... If you do it that way, um, you move towards a healthier dietary pattern. Mm-hmm. Well, let me um, before we uh, before we run out of time, and and this is fascinating, and and it's a, a pleasure talking with you both. Um, and, and and I guess we'll start with uh, Eduardo. Um, where can people find out more about this this uh, um, project of of uh, trying to get more industry collaboration, but but also about the the Heart Association and and what healthy eating looks like. Sure, I'll start with um, uh, the Food Innovation Awards, and that would be heart dot org backslash Food Innovation Awards. Uh, the deadline is July twenty fourth, but heart dot org. We'll get you to our website, and then you can search around for what you know, whatever whatever you are searching for, whether that's healthy eating, um, uh, our food innovation work, or the food innovation awards. So, um, for food innovation awards, heart.org backslash food in- food innovation awards, all one word, um, to learn more and apply. And and Melanie, um, are there some other resources that? Uh that people can explore? Uh, definitely. Um, as far as that conversation of people understanding where their food is from and, you know, really wanting to have that better uh, comfort level and, and the types of foods they're eating, uh, we have uh, openforbreakfast.com, uh, which is where we answer a lot of people's questions about our foods, and so that's a great place to start there. That's, that's just specific to Kellogg's, of course. Uh, and then if you are interested in um, uh, the WIC program, depending on which state you're in. Frankly, I, I would just recommend you uh, Google WIC in your state's uh, initials, and usually the state website is going to pop up. And then you can, uh, people who are interested in the program, as we mentioned, half the children born in the United States and half a pregnant woman are eligible for, for WIC, and oftentimes maybe they just don't know it. Uh, so if you find yourself in a situation where you're food insecure, you're not sure where your next meal is coming from, definitely look into, um, and you have a, a woman, infant, or child in your house, uh, you know, look into uh, the WIC program. And then, you know, as far as other um, uh, opportunities in this time, uh, there's the SNAP program. As I mentioned, if you have a, a kid in, in school who was 
um, getting free or reduced lunch. There's a new PEBT program. So these are all things that are Google search away or, you know, calling 211, which is a great resource for trying to figure out what's in your community when it comes to food. Um, all great ways for you to find out if you need help uh, finding nutrition food, nutritious food. Well, thank you both for spending time with me this morning. I really appreciate it. Uh, Melanie Hall from uh, Kellogg and uh, Dr. Eduardo Sanchez from the American Heart Association. Well, thank you for thank your you. time. Take care. And with that, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Chicken cacciatore is Italian. Kangaroo souffle must be Australian. Mutton chops are definitely British. Chicken soup undoubtedly is Yiddish. Pumpernickel comes from Lithuania. Hansen comes from Pennsylvania. Wiener schnitzel's Austrian or German Kindly pass the sauerbrot in Hermann Borscht is what they're eating in the Soviet Wait, I think we've got some on the stove yet <laughs> See the mouse Underneath the jungle sky Jolly mouse Eating missionary pie Frenchmen eat a lot of bouillabaisse there. Dutchmen eat a sauce called hollandaise there. Smorgasbord in Sweden is the winner. In America, it's TV dinner. <laughs> so, there you have one food from each land. Each one delicious, each one simply grand. Mix them all up in one big mishmash. And what have you got? Hungarian goulash. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> 
This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. It's 